Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Sunday Sermon. For more information about Highest Praise Church, upcoming events, and other helpful resources, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. We'll try to stay in my notes tonight, uh, just so we can try to teach you some stuff. I'll teach you some things that maybe you know, maybe you didn't know. Um, I want to talk about baptism as um, as Christianity is not really a ritual, ritualistic religion. A lot of rituals take place, um, but most of the time, it depends on where you are. It depends on who you are. Um, like in different parts of the world, people um, worship God in different ways, different cultures, um, different, different places, in different times. And so the, the Bible doesn't teach us anything at all about um, you know, a, cert, a certain ritual that has to take place in order for you to worship God. That's why you can go into um, different, you go in different churches. Everybody, they can all love the Lord, uh, but they, they express different, different ways. And, you know, different people express God different ways. Because nowhere in the Bible does it, does it have a line by line, precept by precept, this is how you worship God. You worship him um, in, in spirit is, is what the Bible teaches us. But starting right here, there, there are, however, two ceremonies that are essential because they are divinely ordained. And that is water baptism and that is the Lord's Supper. That is water baptism and the Lord's Supper. Two things that the Bible does talk about um, that, that, that is a rite, that is a, a, a sacred ceremony. Um, because of their sacred character, they are sometimes described as sacraments. How many, how many has ever heard the word sacraments? I mean, we hear, you hear this stuff, a lot of times you don't have a clue what it means. So um, sacraments literally is literally sacred things or oaths. Um, I like sacred things. How I many there's some things that are sacred to the things of God, to God? Sacred things. Um, one of the things that um, we've been talking about a little bit about, about sins, you know, is there, is there some sins that are, um, that are, that are more, um, intense than, than others that can be argumentative. I do know that, I mean, sin, a sin is sin. Um, I think that it, it's, so, so it's not, try not to stay on this. And so a, a sin is, is, is any willful act against God. And, and it's hard to categorize things. I know that sin against, um, the sacred act of marriage, because marriage is a, is a sacred act. Like we can put that in here, almost like a sacrament, is because it's sacred. And so a sin against marriage, I, I think, you know, I, we don't know. But to, to me, it is, it's, it's up there. Um, but what, one thing we do know is, is that the Bible teaches us there, there, are, there are levels of punishment, just like there's levels um, of uh, blessings when you get to heaven. I didn't even get into it in two months of teaching on, on the end times. But um, you know, you're, that's what the whole judgment seat of Christ is, is that we're judged for what we did as Christians here on this earth. Why? Because we're going to be positions of authority, um, ruling and reigning with God forever and ever and ever. Um, obviously, just the fact that we're ruling and reigning with him, is, you know, being with him forever and ever and ever, I mean, that's the ultimate prize, right? Um, but to know you could be... You could have done more, and you could be um, accepted by him. I don't like that word. Um, you can just you can bless him even more by being obedient to him. I think is an ultimate is an ultimate gift. So so just as there are uh, different levels uh, at, at when we get to heaven, there's also different levels of 
a, a punishment. Everybody thinks well, everybody's going to be thrown in hell and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, there'll be different levels of, of it. And it's based on the fact of not what you did, but based on what you know. Hmm. Based on what you know. Anyway, we can, we can teach that, but I'm not but right now. But, and, and so... Um, um, where we're much is given, much is required. And so, so, the more, so, so the Bible, God, the Holy Spirit's always teaching us to learn more about him. And, and the more you know, um, so, so a person who knows more about God, it's like Jesus. I didn't say I won't go into this, so I'll try not to. But it's like Jesus, when he was in Capernaum, he said, woe to you, for it be worse for the other cities than it will be for your city. Um, than this city. So he's in Capernaum. He says, it, it, it's going to be worse for you than it will be for them. What does he mean? Why does he mean that? Because Jesus spent a lot of time there in Capernaum. Now watch this. He spent a lot of time there. So where they didn't know Jesus as good as they did, they know Jesus better than the other town does. He said, it's gonna be, you can do the same sin, but it's going to be worse for you than it is them. And we just read through this because I compare them and tirade and sit in and all this. Kind of, we just read all these other others' names and we don't get that. We say, whoa, they must really did something bad. No, they didn't. He didn't. That's not what he said. He, he didn't mention any sin. It's the fact that Jesus is there every single day. He's always there. He's living with them. He's eating in a restaurant. He's shopping in the shores and everything. They know him. They see his miracles up front and honest. And he says, and you're doing the same sin as the guy the street, the, this town down the street who most of the people had not ever met me. So it's going to be worse for you than it is for them. So we have to watch out. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, so, consecrated by a sacred rite um, is, is what sacraments are. Uh, they're also referred to as ordinances because they are ceremonies ordained by the Lord himself. So, they're ordinances. They're or, ordained by the Lord himself. Water baptism is a symbol uh, and a rite. And the, the word rite there, I put in here so we know what it is. A rite is a religious ceremony. Is a religious ceremony. And so that's what water baptism is. Uh, it's a religious ceremony of an interest into the Christian church and symbolizes spiritual life has begun. Spiritual life has begun. Um, and, and we'll teach a little bit more so you don't get, get off on this, but, but that's, what, that's what water baptism is. It's, it's, a, it's a symbol of the interest into Christianity. It, it, it's, not, it's, it's a symbol. Remember, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a drama. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, you're acting. You're acting out what's already happened to you. And what you're acting out here is that spiritual life has begun. Okay? The Lord's Supper, which is the other sacrament, is the rite or a religious ceremony of communion and signifies that spiritual life is continued. Your spiritual life is continued. So that's why in, in most cases we're, we'll look at it here. Well, let me go ahead and finish this. Water baptism pictures faith in Christ. And the Lord's Supper pictures fellowship with Christ. So I think it's very important that um, obviously every born-again believer um, you know, signifies their, their walk with Christ and that spiritual life has begun in the act of water baptism. But also it's important to uh, continue your fellowship with Christ by having communion. Because communion is fellowship. And, and baptism is, is an act. And so we see, but both of these things are sacred unto God. Very sacred unto God. And so it's very important. 
Water baptism is oftentimes administered once, for it celebrates the beginning of a spiritual life. And I say, I put in here oftentimes, oftentimes administered once because, I mean, you know, sometimes we, sometimes you know, people fall away from God. Um, I mean, just flat out get, get off. And you know, that's always another thing. People come up and say, oh, can I get baptized again? I got baptized when I was 12 and all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, it, it, there, there's nowhere the Bible says how many times you, you know, you, you can or you cannot. It just, it doesn't happen. I think if you need to get baptized every week, there's kind of a problem there. And we might want, you know, we might want to, it has nothing to do with the water. It has to do with maybe a lifestyle. We need to, I think you really need to give your heart to God and quit playing around. Um, but anyway, you, so you kind of see that, but, but it's administered for, it celebrates the beginning of a spiritual life. And, and the reason, I think it's very important because just like natural life, spiritual life can really only begin one time. Okay, so you have the spiritual life. And so it, it, it symbolizes that the spiritual life has begun. I got the spiritual life um, that is there. The Lord's Supper is, uh, is always is administered frequently, teaching that spiritual life must be nourished. That's why we always want to, you know, we're just fellowshipping. We're just, we're just breaking bread with God because we want to keep that. I mean, we want to keep, we want to keep that, re, uh, that relationship open with God. We just want to keep it open. You know, the, more you, the more you know him, the more you know about him. So anyway, let's look at let's look, let's look some baptism here. Um, I put here the mode, the mode of baptism, which is, which is all over the place. So let's look at this a little bit. Um, to, to baptize means to dip or to immerse, to dip or to immerse. Um, even scholars who belong to churches that baptized by sprinkling meant that immersion was the earliest mode. Immersion them to, to to be the word baptized baptismo actually means to to be to be overwhelmed with water to be to be immersed. I mean the word itself in the Greek actually means that. Um, some 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 interesting things here just so you know the early Jews um, was acquainted with immersion with the um, proselytes baptism which signified a heathen's conversion to Judaism. The convert stood up on up to his neck in water while the law was read to him, after which he plunged himself beneath the water as a sign that he was cleansed from the defilements of the heathenism and had begun to live a new life as a member of God's covenant people. That's how the Jews did. So the Jews would put them in the water and up to their neck and they would recite the law. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're, you know, the law was pretty long, so I'm sure they're good and pruned up, you know, by, by that. And so they sit there, and then, you know, when it, when it got done, they were, they were signifying, this is in Judaism, that they, they received the law, and they was, immersed their self. Uh, so that's Judaism, and Judaism is obviously older than Christianity, and so that's when that, um, that began. Um, let's go to Acts chapter number 10, Acts 10, 47. So let's look at some scripture here. Um, and so, uh, wow, you guys are on it today. Before I got it in my Bible, you already got it up here. It says, can anyone forbid that these should not be baptized who has received the Holy Spirit just as, as we have um, in Acts 10, 47. When the church forsook the simplicity of the New Testament and became influenced by pagan ideas, it attached the unscriptural importance to water baptism, which came to be considered fully essential to regeneration. Um, let, me, let me go back and pull this up anyway. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? It means that people believe, and some people still do to now in denomination and groups and everything else, believe that you have to be baptized to be saved. You have to be baptized to be saved. You're not baptized to be saved. You're baptized because you are saved. You're not baptized to be born again. You're baptized because you are born again. Remember, it's a, it's a, it's a symbol. It's, a, it's, an outward, it's an outward testimony of what's already happened to you inwardly. Okay, we can't ever say that enough. Um, 
hear scripture. Everything we do, I always like to have good teaching so we know what we're doing. Because let me first tell you, if you've never been to one of our baptisms, it is a celebration. <laughs> if you ever thought highest praise was out of control, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. You're really going to think, I've never been to a baptism like this. I mean, we just celebrate, man. We just celebrate. We'll have people to get baptized. We'll, we'll put, we're going to have, a, we, we put you on, on the stage. Not to embarrass you because uh, once we baptize, we start baptizing over here. And we just, we, just, we just walk up there and say, hey, what's your, you know, I, I ask you, what's your name? And uh, tell me why you're getting baptized. And you, know, you can say, my name is Billy. I'm getting baptized because I love Jesus. Okay. What's your name? My name is Sonny. And, and she'll always start tearing into a, uh, a testimony of how God has set her free and how, you know, you know what, what this means to her. And, you know, and you, you're going to have some of that. There's no right or, or wrong way. But just give a person an opportunity to state their name in public. Remember, this is a public confession of what Christ has already done on the inside of you. How many know that needs to be celebrated? Yes. It needs to be celebrated. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our, our testimony. And so we testify it. Um, I always have the microphone, so just in case I got any preachers in the road, they don't take over the whole service, stuff like that, so I can always pull it away. <laughs> you say, what happened? They try to take the microphone away from you. <laughs> they just won't. <laughs> we might ro- roll around on the floor with it, you know, <laughs> you know, but it just will not be let go. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's look at this. While... I'm in Acts 10 and 44, okay? So you want to back up on the screen a little bit. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those which heard the word. Peter is speaking and they're receiving the words of salvation that Peter is speaking. Then those of the circumcision, which was the, 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 the Jews who, who believed, were astonished because they thought it was just for them. You ever been to a church? They thought everything was just for them? Well, that's Rufus from down at the bar. What's he doing in church? <laughs> well, hopefully to get, get saved. So those are circumstances who believe were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the Gentiles also. Hallelujah. He was just preaching the gospel and people just started receiving it and getting born again. Amen? You know what it says? And they heard them, for, it really got crazy, for they heard them Speak with tongues and begin to magnify God. So boy, not only these guys received the, the Holy Spirit of regeneration, they're receiving, they're receiving gifts and manifestations now. You know what it says? All right, it says that. And then Peter says, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who has received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And then he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then they asked him to stay a few days. I reckon he did. Let's make a revival out of this. So he's preaching. They received the, 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 the good news. What's the good news to the sinner? That you don't have to be a sinner anymore. They received the salvation. And, and, and boy, they just went on. They just opened themselves up for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They began to be poured out upon them. And not a single soul, not a single one of them been baptized in water. I just destroyed entire denominations. Well, you got to get baptized first before you're. No, these 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 jerkers are baptized. He just says, "Well, now that they now that they're born again and now they're operating the gifts of the Spirit, we might as well baptize them, right?" Okay. So anyway, that's what that is. 
So therefore, the practice of sprinkling and, and pouring again. You know, you know, church folks, you know, Christians, how do we get into all this kind of stuff? You know, well, the church I was at, we sprinkled. Thank you very much, Pastor. You don't need to be submerged under a bunch of water. There's a little sprinkle. Well, here's where that come from. It was a ministry to the sick, sick and dying. Remember, they, they, there, was, there was a movement within the early church that they believed that you had to be baptized in water to be born again. Even though it was right here in the scripture, they believed that. So if, if, you know, if Francisco is, you know, is, is laid out in the bed and he never made it to heaven, he never made it to church and, and he's laying there and he wants to, you know, he wants to give his heart to the Lord. You couldn't just go and lead him into a sinner's prayer. You had to get some water. You had to baptize him. Well, how many know if he's laying there and he's so sick, he can't even hold his head up let alone go down to the, to the pond and get in the water. So they, so they, 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 they sprinkle him. That's where it comes from. I don't have a problem with the sprinkling, and I get that. You can do it. But they did it because they were afraid if they did not do that. He can confess all day long, but he's not going to heaven unless he's sprinkling. Go give me some water quick. Hurry, hurry. Oh, forget it. He just died. He's going to hell. <laughs> Who the heck? Who invited this chucker to, to pray for me? I mean, I'm sick. We, we laugh, man. This is what's happening. Now, he can, now I'm telling you, he confessed Jesus is the Savior. I mean, I heard him. He, he confessed. Guys, I've been to, I, I've, I've been, some of the most, I mean, it, it's some of, really, I'm telling you, some of the most glorious times is, is being, being caught in and, and being able to pray, for, pray with people who, who's, who's called and, and asked me to come because, um, they said no to Jesus so many times, and and um, I can't even I can't even count. Be honest with you, I can't. How many times that the prayer that I prayed with them was one of the last people that they talked with? It's it's, it's absolutely glorious. Um, there's been a lot of people that I'm sure wish they could have called for us to come and talk with them. They didn't have the didn't have the time to do it. Not never did I feel like whenever they're, will it be in the hospital or in a hospital bed or home or, or wherever it's at, that I feel like we had to go catch a pail of water and, and sprinkle them because I understand you confess Jesus and the tears coming down your eyes and you, you only wish that you had more time to live for Christ because you had no idea the feeling of salvation would mean as glorious as it does. Um, you don't have that. So, so that, that, that just debunks that. So anyway, you wonder why, I'm sorry if you want, and a lot of, a lot of churches uh, just continue to administer the same sprinkling. Uh, that's where it comes from. There's nothing wrong with it if you do it in the, in the right administration. If you do it just because it's the, it's the um, it, it's, you're, not, you're not being baptized to be saved. It's just a picture of your open testimony unto God. There's, don't get me wrong. If you, if you were sprinkled and, you know, that's how it was administered or that's how they did, that doesn't mean you won't baptize. Remember, you can't do anything to be saved on the outside. Everything comes from the inside. Um, there's some people even now, yeah, we will sprinkle. Do, if, if there's someone that, that can't get in a, in a pool of water, can't, so, so, so don't get, again, we don't get caught up in all these rituals and stuff. I'm just telling you that's where it comes from unless you just feel like that that's how a person needs to be, um, has to be baptized to be saved. So whether it is by sprinkling, and I think if, if it is sprinkling, then it needs to be a medical reason or whatever why, why it shouldn't be. That's just my opinion. 
Later, because of the convenience of the method, it was made general. And also because of the importance of the ordinance, pouring was permitted when there was insufficient water for immersion. So, you know, got all kinds of, uh, of reasons. I've been all over the place. Um, you know, I've been in third world countries and stuff. And sometimes, I mean, you just, you didn't get in the water. So you just, I mean, all, so it's all kinds of different things. Remember, it's the heart. It's the heart. Um, the scriptural original mode is by immersion, which is true to the symbolic meaning of baptism, naming the death, burial, and resurrection. So let's give you a scripture for that. So we go to Romans chapter number 6. In Romans chapter number 6 and verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Paul says, how shall we who die to sin live any longer? Or do you not know that as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus was baptized into his death, Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so also should we walk in the newness of life. So that's what we're doing. We're symbolizing, we're, we're, we, we, are, we, we are symbolizing what Christ did for us, that, that he died for us, then he came up as the newness of life. What I, what I love about it, and something I'm going to maybe either this Sunday or next Sunday bring up, that you know, when a person goes down, it's symbolizing that you're, 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 you're like this when you're here, but then you, when you go down, you bury to your sins, then when you come up, you leave your sins behind, you come up, you're completely born again. You hold your breath because you can't breathe underwater. So, so when you come up, the next breath you take is just the breath of, of spiritual life. That first breath is the breath of spiritual life. Um, so I think it's, I think it's completely um, awesome. And, um, and it symbolizes it. Some people say, you ever, you, you feel anything, you feel different. I remember when I was baptized, I never, I don't know what, it, I mean, I was, I was, I was born again to the bone, man. You're talking about a, you talking about a, a, a boy who was brought up in a Pentecostal hole in his church. Man, you couldn't live right enough. If it made you grin, it was sin and all that kind of stuff. You know, you just did. I mean, you got saved on, you know, you got saved every Sunday. Oh, just give me, I, yeah, I need to be saved again. I mean, I, I did something. I thought something. I looked over there. I don't know what I did, but I just, it's not right. I mean, and, and the juggers are preaching hell hot and rapture's coming. I mean, oh, you know, you're just, and every day, man, you just, it was all in there. Um, anyway, so we got, um, when I, we just, Gerhard the Lord and, and we're living and then we um, the church we had didn't have a baptistry we had a, they had a board of baptisms at another church and went to it and you know just I just just knew man finally I was I was free you know, I, I was free because I was I mean I, I, I was I was born again I was I was saved Holy Spirit was living in me I wasn't, I wasn't afraid that I was going to lose it I wasn't afraid that anybody was going to come and take it from me I wasn't afraid of I was going to mess up I just I knew it wasn't perfect but I knew that God is, I, was, I was saved and I was saying that because then we got in the water and I did it I just want to do whatever they told me go outside and do 12 backflips I'd have done that that's what you got to do just to show, prove that I am I just want to show it but man I remember that Sunday afternoon and, and I was baptized and I came out I just I don't know what it was man it just, I just felt so clean from the inside out. Um, I'm not going to tell you that you're going to feel any different or whatever because it, it does. But, but there's always something about obedience that just makes you feel better. Always makes you, just, just obedience. Obedience is always better than sacrifice. And I knew I was being obedient. I knew when I went into that water, I was being obedient. 
So it was the obedience that did it. So a lot of you being baptized, yes, you, you're, going to, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel cleaner. But I want you, it's, it's, it's not the water. We didn't ship in any water from Jerusalem or anything like that. There's not any special oil in it. I mean, it's just water. It's, bro, it's bro-co water, man. It's coming out. Whatever's in the pipes is what's going in there. But it's, man, it's that obedience. It's just saying yes to God. It's just, it just opens up, makes you feel so much better. Um, I'm going to teach, I'm going to preach, I'm going to do something Sunday. But the whole, you know, you've been, you've been, been in the pulpit for over 30 years and, and you've been in church your whole life. Um, it's kind of like, like Christmas and Easter. <laughs> like, how many different sermons can they be on the same subject? <laughs> it's kind of like water baptism. Like, man, how many different times? Wait, I mean, bottom line, just do it. Oh, Jesus did it. And, you know, John was baptized in the River Jordan. Here comes Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God takes away his sins in the world and got in the water. Da, da, da. But, man, I'm coming to from perspective Sunday is that, uh, and I'm just telling it, why did Jesus do it? There's a reason why Jesus went down and was baptized. And God told me what it was. Show me what it was. So I'm going to tell you Sunday why Jesus was doing whatever he did and decided that day to get up and walk down the River Jordan and told John, I want to be baptized by you. Right now, that's all he's told me. So right now, we're going to be out of here about, about 1135 if you come to the 1045 service. Or... <laughs> Sonny, I don't think I'm joking, Sonny. So I pray that he tells me something else between now and then. It won't take me but like three minutes to tell you what it was. Acts 2 and 38, the formula. Yeah, hurry up. Acts 2 and 38. So in Acts 2 and 38, um, in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, this, is, this is where a lot of people get the Jesus only, you know, get baptized in Jesus only. You, you say, well, it's that big. You know, you're not really, then they say you're not really even baptized. Um, God didn't receive it unless you were baptized in Jesus' name only. You can't say the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. You say people really that way? <laughs> they are. I'll probably get hit if, you know, but I got a good security team now, so maybe they won't get up here with that nonsense. People always like to come up to me somewhere and say, I can't believe y'all baptized them in the name of the Father, Son, and Jesus Christ. Because right here it says, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> never mind. I feel better now. I know y'all don't get it, but it happens. Um... In Acts 2 and 38, these words do not represent a baptismal formula. He's not talking about a formula. Peter's not saying, okay, everybody listen to me now. If you ever baptize anybody, baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of their sins. It's not a formula. He's just talking to them. You got to understand, man, this is a pagan area. People was receiving, people was receiving Jesus not as the God, but as a God. Okay? As a God, um, as as not just just adding 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 to them. Let me find another scripture too. Um, and anyway, it says in Ephesians four and four. 
In Ephesians 4 and 4, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you are called in one hope and one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father, who is above all and through all and in all. See that one baptism there? Why did Paul have to tell them, this is pretty much the same people that, that, he's talk, that Peter's talking to um, here. Because they're all getting baptized in, in every religion name. Christianity didn't start baptism. The, 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 the people who worship the God of the birds was getting baptized in the name of the God of the birds. The people who's get, who served the clouds in the, in the sky and the, and the moon and the stars, they were getting baptized into the name of that. So then they come, so now the church is now birthed, and they're out preaching Jesus. Now, this, this, this is, he's the son of the, of the real living God. Oh, yeah, that sounds cool. He died. He defeated death. Well, the falcon God didn't do that. The moon God didn't do that. The man, oh, he did, he did that. I'll take him too. And they were, get, and they were just adding him to the list. That's what pagans do. They have several gods. They say, no, 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 no. You've been bap- Some of these guys have been baptized like 12 times under 12 different spiritual names. Are you following me? So all he's teaching here is not a formula. He said, no, forget all them other baptism. You're getting baptized now into the name of Jesus. Just Jesus. One baptism. One faith. You know, over in America, it's not that big a deal. We, we're going to pick one. Just pick, we're going to pick one. Whether it's the right one or not, we're going to pick one. And yeah, I hope it's right. Christianity is the right one, and we pick one. You go to other parts of the country, man, they, they serve all kinds of stuff. So you have to teach them, no, 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 no. I understand. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we'll take that one too. No, we need that one too. This is the only one. Okay? So that's, that's, that's what it is. They're baptized into the name of Jesus to a bunch of people who's been baptized in, in names of all kinds of crazy stuff. That makes sense? So anyway, that's what, it, that's what it says. So these words were to represent a baptismal formula, but was simply a statement that such persons would be baptized to acknowledge Jesus be Lord in Christ. The early church fathers of 100 AD speaks of Christian baptism being the name of the Lord Jesus, but when it come down to describe the right in detail, the Trinitarian formula was described. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse 2. Let's go to that real quick. Let me teach you this. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter number, chapter number 10. In verse 2, um, all, all was baptized. Here's what it says. It says, all was baptized. We're looking at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that our fathers who was under the cloud all passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So in other words, talking about whenever the, the Israelites came out of Egypt and they went across the Red Sea, you know how it was, it was peeled back and they walked across of it. So they were, he was saying here they were baptized into, into Moses. What Paul speaks here, so listen to this. What Paul speaks of Israel being baptized in the Red Sea unto Moses, he's not referring to a formula that was pronounced at the time. He simply means that because of the miraculous passage through the Red Sea, the Israelites accepted Moses as their heaven-sent guide and teacher. So they can say, yeah, we were baptized. So back then, the, 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 the Israelites who came out of Egypt they, they believe that, that passing through the, I mean, I think, I think passing through a heap of water that as tall as skyscrapers on each side because Moses was sent by God with miraculous signs and wonder and say, yeah, we're, we're baptized by whatever he's teaching. Or in other words, we have faith in what he's teaching. 
They're not deitizing him. They're, 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 they're having faith in what he's saying. Likewise, to be baptized in the name of Jesus means to commit oneself wholly and eternally to him as a heaven-sent Savior and acceptance of his leadership dictates an acceptance of the formula given by Jesus himself. In, in Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus says, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we... We receive Jesus as our heaven-sent teacher and master, and that's the name we get baptized in. And then he tells us under his teaching, well, man, just receive baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, um, the, the literal render in Acts 2.38 is to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. The Jews were to place their hope and confidence in Jesus as his messianic authority. Understand the Jews did not, they weren't receiving Jesus as the Messiah. They just saw him crucified and beat up and everything else. They're saying, no, you got to get baptized in that name because they want to accept in that name. We don't have that problem here. The Trinitarian formula is descriptive of an experience. Those baptized in the name of the triune God was thereby testifying they had been plunged into a spiritual communion with the Trinity. 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. Here's what it says. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I mean, what we're saying is, is that and not that we don't, you don't have to, but, but the fact that we're getting baptized, and, and, and it's just a remembrance, you know, getting baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we're literally saying we want the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to be upon us, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with every single day of our life. You don't have to say it. He's going to do it anyway. But I just, I just, everybody knows of me, I, Everything I do here is because I never knew why when I was brought up in church. I never knew why. You just did it. I got the daylights beat out of you. Just do it. Just believe it. Why? Don't ask why. Okay, I'm cool. Everything's good. <laughs> and so when I grew up, I knew I wanted to go to church. I just didn't know why. I knew I wanted to go to heaven. I just didn't know why. <laughs> I knew I didn't go to hell. I knew why because that's all they preached. We need to be baptized in the wine. We want to be baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why? What I always tell you, it's not what you do, it's why you do it. If everybody just lines up on the 21st and just says, oh man, I, need, I, I want some of that. I want to get in that water. I want to, I want to do it. Because I, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's going to stick. But when the enemy comes in at you, if he, he will destroy what you did. But he can't take away why you did it. Hmm? And we don't we're not teaching the why. And so all it is is that, you know, regardless, you know, uh, what it is is that, you know, and that's why I love 2 Corinthians 13 to 14. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. How many wants the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? How many wants the love of the Father? How many wants the communion of the Holy Spirit to go with you everywhere you are? So that's what you're testifying to. That's what you testify. Not only have your sins been buried and washed away by the water, and you come up with a newness of the life, but now you come out of that pool, walking in the grace of God, under the canopy of the love of the Father, and fellowship with the Holy Spirit of God. That's a testimony. And every single day you get up, it's not, you can walk that out, not based on what you did, but why you did it. Amen?
Boy, you're, you're, you're a tough cookie to stop when you always can answer why you did it. Man, I'm not perfect, but I'm covered by the grace of God. I'm not even like myself today, but God loves me. Everybody else might have left me and forsaken me, but the Holy Spirit, he's right here with me every step of the way. Hallelujah. And not only did I make a personal commitment for that, I made a public commitment to that. I have publicly lined myself up under the heavenly teachings of Jesus Christ himself. Amen. In the Bible, a good book just tells us all kinds of stuff. The recipient. The recipient. Let's go to Acts 8 and 35. Acts 8 and 35. Well, I didn't know all this. I just hopped in the pond. They baptized. Well, now you know. Now you got it. I want to do it again. Sign up, man. We're baptized. We'll be here to three if we have to, man. It don't matter. Acts 8 and 35. Let's go to 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, and whom does the prophet say this of himself or some other man? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the scripture, preached Jesus to him, to this eunuch. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here's some water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip says, he tell him what will hinder you. If you believe with all your heart, you may. He answered, he says, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down in the water and he baptized him there. Now when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught up Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and he went his way rejoicing. So this tells us here with the recipient, who can be baptized? Whoever believes with all their heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen? You don't have to go get anything right. You don't have to get anything fixed. You don't have to go and, you know, just all this, all this kind of stuff. Uh, first of all, you just believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. You do what God tells you to do, and then he'll start fixing all this other stuff. And I'll be, well, I got to go and tell my like, swap this. I got to go tell some boys that it were. I got to quit. I got to lay this stuff here down. I got to do that. Honey, you're not going to do it without Jesus. You haven't done it yet. You're not going to. Get right with God, and he'll help you with every single thing you got to deal with. Amen. That's all you got to do, be a recipient. Um, the efficiency of it. Water baptism in itself has no saving power. People are baptized not in order to be saved, but because they are saved. It is not essential to salvation, but it is essential to obedience. Okay? Obedience. <laughs> right? I mean, I have to... I, I, I tell people, man, you have to, it's, it's, this is important. The world's crazy right now. People don't know what they believe. You have to know. I want to make sure that our church, people's been here for a long time. My only, my only desire is, is for our people to be the smartest Christians on the planet. Meaning what? We know this book. But when you got the word in you, the enemy cannot overcome. He knows the word. You better know it better than the devil does. Okay, so that's why we're teaching this stuff. And so it's important for me to throw in here that, man, you don't have to do this to be saved. You do it because you are saved. So what's the meaning? The salvation, water baptism is a sacred drama portraying the fundamentals of the gospel. The lowering of the convert pictures Christ's death is accomplished. The submersion of the convert speaks to the death ratified, accomplished, or his burial. The raising of the convert signifies death has been conquered. And Christ has been resurrected. Amen? That's just why, that's why we do what we do. 
experience. The fact that the acts are performed with the convert shows that he is being spiritually identified with the Christ. The immersion proclaims the message Christ died for sin in order that this man might die to sin. The raising of the convert Christ rose from the dead in order that this man might live a new life in the righteousness. What's, come on people, has been here for a while. What, is, what, what does death mean? Separation. That means that you're signifying, not that you're trying to, but the old man is being separated from you. And it's progressive. You're constantly getting separated from that old sinful man. Amen? Constantly, progressively, through the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Every single day, I'm getting farther, I'm separating myself from that old sinful person I used to be. That's great news. But if you're getting separated from something, that means you're getting closer to something else. And the farther you get away from the old man, the closer you get to the new man who God's called you to be. Oh, we can celebrate all day long. I'm glad I'm not hurt anymore. I'm glad I'm not him anymore. I'm not who I'm going to be, but I'm not who I used to be. And every time you take a step away from that, from the enemy, you get a closer step to God. Remember, separation, sanctification, separation is always from something to something. And we celebrate the fact that we're not, we're, we're not that sinful, just full of all kinds of evil thoughts and habits and, and, and just wayward things that we do. That we're, we're thankful for that. But don't forget that if you're getting farther away from the enemy, you're getting closer to God. Amen. That's very important. I don't know which makes me more celebrate. I mean, I'm getting closer to God. I'm getting further away from, from who the enemy wants me to be. So that's what it does. Um, so regeneration. I didn't realize I put so much in these notes. Regeneration. Titus 3 and 5 describes that a new birth is a washing because the sins of the old life are washed away. As washing with water cleanses the body, so God in connection with the death of Christ and through the Holy Spirit cleanses the soul. Water baptism pictures this cleansing. Acts 22 and 16, arise and be baptized and wash away your sin. This is a sign why it's already been done. Sin's been washed away. Man, that's why, that's why when you have baptism, you just love to talk about the blood. You love just talking about the washing because that's what happened, man. The, the, the blood of Jesus has come and just washed and made you completely clean. Amen. What shall make me why this know? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. So the testimony, um, Galatians 3 and 27, for as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You have put on Christ. For as many who were baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Water baptism signifies that the convert has by faith put on Christ, the character of Christ. I'm just not the person I used to be. I'm not who I'm going to be, but I'm not who I used to be. So that, look at green spot here. So that men may see Christ in him as they see the uniform upon a soldier. By the rite of baptism, the convert, figuratively speaking, displays the uniform of the kingdom of Christ. I mean, it's like a person who joins the military. He goes in wearing dungarees and a t-shirt, and he comes out wearing his dress blues. You ain't got to ask him what he's done. You can look at him and tell what he's done. Oh, hallelujah, by the, by, the, by, the, by the uniform in which he wears. Boy, when you come out of that, that pole over there, it's signifying that I have put on Christ. 
I know I'm an old wretched soul as I am, but the fact that Christ has saved me on the inside and I give a testimony, I come out by putting on Christ. And when you put on Christ, you're wearing, you're wearing the, the armor of Almighty God. Amen. You know what's so important about that before you stand up? You know what's so important about that? That that's the whole thing we put on Christ. See, we're we're not so that so that righteousness will be fulfilled is, is a reason why is one of the reasons why Jesus got baptized and why we do get baptized. But why is that? Everything that God requires of us, Jesus fulfilled it. See, Jesus did not, boy, I got to quit. I can't believe me to do this, but help me, Lord. See, Jesus didn't abolish, abolish the law. You know, this whole Old Testament here, the Old Covenant, he didn't abolish it. He fulfilled everything in it. He fulfilled everything because God didn't change his mind. Okay, let's make another covenant. No, the New Testament isn't another covenant. It's a fulfillment of the old. Amen? Because Jesus came and fulfilled everything. And the requirements to come boldly to the throne room of grace, I mean, according to Levitical law, you had all these sacrifices and everything that had to be done and all this kind of stuff. And Jesus came not to abolish the law. He came and fulfilled every requirement that God had to come boldly to the throne room of grace. Before that, only the high priest could do it. But Jesus became the high priest and the Lamb of God, the sacrifice lamb at the same time, and he completely, he completely fulfilled everything that God has. And so when we put on Christ, instead of God looking at us and saying, you ain't done nothing, you didn't do anything that, that my law requires, he doesn't see your insufficiencies. He sees all the sufficiencies in Christ because he don't see our righteousness anymore, which is short. He sees the righteousness of Christ because we have put him on. And the devil says, he, God can't accept you. You haven't done anything for him. No, I haven't. But I know the one who has. And my faith and my trust is in Jesus Christ. And his is the name that I get baptized under right now. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Let's just take off running down the street right now and freak everybody out. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Everybody's dead. I mean, it's getting Main Street. So like, just take off running down the sidewalk. <laughs> oh, being set free. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be free? I say, isn't it good to be free? Isn't it good to be saved and know why you're saved? Isn't it good to be born again and know why you're getting born again? Isn't it going to be great in two weeks to come in here and seeing people get baptized and understanding why they're getting baptized? Oh, the devil is shaking right now. Hell is just shivering right now because we're getting it. Amen? All right, so Father, I just thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for your teaching. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I thank you for the grace. Oh, this is what I'm just releasing you on right now. Father, we just thank you for the grace of the Lord Jesus. I thank you for the love of the Father. And Lord, we're in love with the communion of the Holy Spirit. And we leave here on the net canopy. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon from our weekend experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate by texting any amount to 84321 or visiting our website, highestpraisechurch.com. Church and if you up. want to date with events, you can fill out a digital connect card, which is also on our website. We'll see you soon.